Hi guys, welcome back to the Fight Podcast with Sharir and with me, Jan. This today is, um, let's say, a special episode. Last time we tried having a guest. This time we took it abroad. Sharir, where are we right now? Right now we're in my gym in Jerusalem. We're in the and, gym. Uh, the one, the Jan, one and only. Jan is visiting. <laughs> so we're taking this opportunity to make a podcast. This is kind of the uh, holy grounds of ICCS, the MMA Jerusalem gym. And uh, but you, you said that you uh, used to have two um, like locations in uh, Jerusalem, right? Yeah, there was two gyms uh, before COVID, and then um, this gym where we're in right now actually was an invite-only gym. Ooh, that means that uh, any person in this gym had a key. You come train when you want. But then uh, with COVID, uh, the other location, which was really really big, I would I was renting it from um, the city. Mm-hmm. And the city gave too many problems uh, coming back to the gym. Like they wanted uh, only nine-year-olds could train, and then they have to wear like a diaper. Only nine-year-olds? <laughs> yeah, like a diaper <laughs> on their chin. And then like they have to be like uh, triple, quadruple vaccinated. And and the rent was very expensive. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use this gym for everything. And it's much better that way anyway. Also, the offices are here. Offices are here. <laughs> You've noticed. <laughs> You've noticed. No, I think um, there's if if there's any uh, sounds in the background, like background noise, there's people training here. Just so you know, but this is what keeps this uh, experience authentic. I think it's important for the for the street cred of the of the podcast. Yes, that's also an industrial area of Jerusalem, so you might so hear. outside, yeah, especially uh, at night. There's this one guy next door. He has like a I think he has a table saw or something. He starts at fucking six o'clock in the morning. He's a car. He stops at eleven. He's a carpenter. Yeah, he's a busy, busy carpenter. <laughs> no, not really. I think he's working on the same table. <laughs> But he cuts a lot into that table. Rabbi, let's go. Now you've heard the instructions. This is uh, how the personal training goes here. Shadia screams at people to do stuff, and they lift heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're doing uh, squats here this morning, actually. Rabbi, what's the goal for today? 120. That was the rabbi? <laughs> ah! Oh, I hit my... Oh. <laughs> okay, Rabbi, let's go. I'll be right back with you. <laughs> so I'll do uh, some voiceover. The Rabbi has just lifted the bar. Three. I'm lower, a little lower. Beautiful. Very strong, very strong. See, we don't need a special effects team for this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, Jan, you were here for almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you tell me, how was your experience in the gym? You actually slept in the gym. I lived in the gym. Yeah. I became part of the gym. I actually cleaned the gym up for you. We cleaned it. Before you could really see out of the windows, that was a part of our, uh, I think maybe that's just the German mentality. We have to go someplace. We have to clean it. <laughs> no, but... Um, I really loved it here. The the people are very high level, as to be expected from your gym. Yeah. And also, I think the um, it was interesting because I think um, all of the training we did is a lot more exhausting in the heat. But I really enjoyed that. I think that's a great benefit to training. But also just the place. I, I really loved... Um, you took us to some places to, to see some... It's not really sightseeing, but we, we, uh, we visited the old city. We visited uh, the Dead Sea. We visited all of these places. And um, it's very different from where I usually live. <laughs> it's, it's a very big break. Um, and the first thing is when we landed, all the signs were in Hebrew. 
and I, for some reason I just didn't expect that I, I don't know why French I don't know but like uh, it's in some places in Asia also they have like um, English lettering on the stores because they have different lang uh, different language too and this is like the only place I've seen Hebrew before were your shirts and Torah so it was very new to me that a storefront would, would have Hebrew on the <laughs> so that was a pretty new thing also a lot of um, it's interesting when you walk the streets you can see the religious orientation of the people a lot of them like the way they dress they have certain kinds of like they show their is it allegiance I don't know but like which different different uh, different groups pretty much yeah and especially in this area where we are right now like there's a lot of those people and different ones yeah like we have a Shiva school right next to here yeshiva Yeshiva. I thought it was Shiva. Yeah. <laughs> I think I called them by the wrong name the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Also, a lot of, or some of them also train here. I think uh, there's about five or six of them at least who train here. Mm. Yeah, and that was something I was confused by too. Like uh, the the the, the ultra orthodox Jews training MMA. Like that was uh, for for some reason to me that was very funny. But also they. Sure, what's but, wrong, what's but wrong with that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I just didn't expect it. Like they trust God, but not as much as they don't want to. God <laughs> wants you to be strong. Why wouldn't God want you to be strong? <laughs> okay, then, then maybe you're on a mission of God. Exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, some of them, I fought some of them, really good fighters. I, I really enjoy training here. And also, Actually, you see. Uh, a lot of times, the yeshiva boys, they make the best fighters. How come? Do you know they're. Do you think there's a... they're, um, uh, they're smart. They're just smart. And they know how to, like. Uh, be smart, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very differentiated answer. No, I think um, we talked about this earlier too. That you said that the uh, yeshiva, um, uh, like the the teachers, they they put a lot of, a lot of effort into not having as much phone time and all of these things, like combating some of these influences. And maybe some of those also find their, themselves into training. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, none of them have uh, smartphones. Yes, yesterday we wanted to call someone, and one of them who trained here. Um, we asked him for if he if we could lend his phone, and he had like a one with the dials. Yeah, so. they, don't, they don't use smartphones. But I think that's a, like for for a certain time in my life. I um, once I dropped my phone, and a car drove over it. Weird story, but it happened, and so I had to use like a flip phone for I think a month or something. And for some reason, I think that was more calming. You have less, you're you're less accessible. I also think you know, uh, uh, in many ways, we're in an era that you have smartphones and dumb people. <laughs> and uh, they are still, uh, you know, smart people with dumb phones. <laughs> and I think that's also when they talk about artificial intelligence. Sometimes you should you should try natural intelligence first. <laughs> no, but um, I think especially the, the the people here I've noticed. Um, like I needed to buy a suit while we were here, and uh, because I'm uh, going to a wedding, and it, it wasn't necessary to buy it here, but it was here, and there was a suit store nearby. Went downstairs and uh, asked them and i think there were only like one or two people who spoke uh, spoke english most people didn't speak english the suit store right down here this yeah, yeah. there's one uh, quite by the gym but they're not they're not big on english usually <laughs> also it's for like the the traditional clothing i didn't i didn't know but it's like uh, they told me you know it's for hasidic jews mostly that's who shop yeah. yeah yeah and uh, i went down there i tried to to buy something like uh, they didn't have the the size or the color or something um I think eight of them flocked instantly to us and helped us like uh, find something in uh, on Google uh, Maps or something. And the funniest thing is, um, they couldn't type on my phone because they're like, "Do you have a Hebrew keyboard?" I'm like, <laughs> "Why should I have a Hebrew keyboard?" <laughs> yeah. But then we met this really really nice French dude in the in the other suit store. 
You got yourself one. What color was it? Red or something, right? A red suit. <laughs> it's just, it's not red, red, but yeah. Let's go, Rabbi. I like the way he hypes himself up every time. Yeah. Just like whew, every yeah, single time. Rabbi is a we will, different we, breed. We will have him on a podcast eventually. Not today. Right now, the rabbi is shy. He's uh, focused on squatting. I think that's the way to go. We will have him. We will have him. Hold on. Three times, Barry. Three times. If he will, nice and Beautiful. Good work. Good job. Good right. Are you stacking on more weight? We have a few sets left. This is also something I noticed with pretty much everybody in your gym. They're extremely strong people. Like every single one I've fought, all of them very strong people. They train a lot outside of the... Uh, um, well, because I'm very much into uh, strength training and fighting together. Uh, so all my competitors uh, uh, also powerlift. Mm -hmm. And work not just powerlift, but strength training. Well, you can see the results. I look at the at the staircase. There's some medals hanging there. Those are from the jiu-jitsu competition, right? These ones you're looking at, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the last competition we were at. The last ones, yeah. I've seen the the images. You kind of um, you were very um, successful on that. Yeah, we did good, yeah. You know, uh, uh, thankfully we did we did we did we did good. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, Especially with this gym, how would you um, how would you describe the flair here? The flair, the flair, the the environment. <laughs> this is uh, this is old school training place. This is how it's supposed to be. I've heard you call it a Brooklyn style once. What's what's the Brooklyn style? It's like you can't explain it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's where you train. You know, you come to train. It's not no bullshit. No, this is this is alpha. This <laughs> is the alpha gym. This is it. Yeah, this is where we train. Also, they have a dartboard here. I wouldn't. Is it a dartboard? Well, the thing is that there was a picture of a person on that board for a very long time. I was wondering how. Yeah, that uh, the guy's <laughs> name was Blake. Um, as a little story, when we will be podcasting with a rabbi, he will actually maybe tell us that story. But Ooh. now it's a little teaser. Yeah, now it's just empty. But we're looking for another face to put on that board. Okay. We can we can have a meeting a team meeting yeah. which face to put it because one of the nights we uh, we slept here we kind of found the there was like a an arrow back there to uh, yeah. a dart the dart is used to close the window <laughs> very everything here has a personality it's like a, a car that doesn't start at the first go and that you do something and then it does you just have to know your way around Hannah you, you want to say hi no she does okay bye Hannah father about the meat stuff. Okay, we'll talk about that later. No, but you said it's not a meat. It's not meat. It's not meat at all. Okay. Okay, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll see you to uh, see you tonight. I'll see you tonight. Bye. Bye. Good fight. Good fight too. I'll see you tonight. See, this is the most authentic experience you can have. There's people coming in now. That was that was Hannah. That's one of the one of the trainees. How long has Hannah been training here? Not very long, actually. She's pretty new, but she's taking it very seriously. Yeah, you so can see that. She trains uh, twice twice a day. Uh, usually, she trains uh, weights once, and then uh, uh, MMA or grappling the second time. Now she's also uh, this morning she trained with with uh, with Anika, of course, uh, grappling. 
But uh, yeah, she started to compete. Uh, she already did one competition. She did uh, for the first time. She did great. You know, second place. And August is gonna do another one. Take for uh, first place. Awesome. I like the I like the confidence. Also, I, I've noticed with the with the. I'm not sure if I could call it a beginner's course because they don't seem like beginners. It's beginner and intermediate. This this the thing about this gym is that the advanced course the level really jumps. Uh, so it's always like to make that leap between you've seen it because you trained with them yeah I've trained with both groups you've seen the difference you know mm -hmm. I mean they're good but they're not the same level as some of the guys at the advanced you know so it's always like it takes a while to to um, because the, the advanced class is actually the leftovers from the invite only gym mm -hmm. those guys were here for a very long time mm -hmm. and those guys whatever level you're at they make you feel like an 11 year old boy like it's a It's a certain experience because. Let's go, Rabbi! First things first, we have to lift. More important than anything. Lifting first. We gotta get him strong. We gotta get this person very strong. Rabbi is already pretty strong. He's a very strong person. Though that, you know, looks to be deceiving. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Three fives, okay? Three fives? Yep. Lead ours. Nice and low, though. Nice and low. What? One more, see you, Why is it so easy? That's one strong rabbi. No gravity in the way, Dave. <laughs> He just switched that off. This is also something that I've learned uh, while I was here. The way that you increase weight, you have very, very, um, very small um, plates to increase. I think you increase it every week. Every, every person has a different um, speed. Different speed and different plan. So it's, it's, it's not always right to do the same plan for every... Like sometimes you go to the gym and a person does like a, one of those uh, instructor, I don't know, gym coaches, whatever mm -hmm. stuff, courses. And then they're just like... Uh, they, they use the same plan for everybody. I think mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's not a good idea. It's like cookie cutter kind of thing. Yeah. So you have to kind of get to know the person you're training and uh, whatever's fit for him. Yeah. Is it because I've uh, noticed here, like sometimes you just train for like three repetitions, maximum output. Is there a difference between, uh, like I've seen, especially Zeev, I think he did like bench press, he did it like 12 repetitions. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's a difference depending on what you're looking to do, uh, uh, what's your goal for the workout or why you're lifting. Mm -hmm. Today we're doing uh, repetitions of five and then three. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe one, maybe, maybe one, we'll see. But I'm um, hoping to do repetitions of three. So the idea is like with one repetition, just maximum output yeah. and you have like one explosive yeah. movement and with um, like the repetition. We don't try um, like, uh, for, for example, this morning, we're not going for our, our record max. We just go one lift, we draw uh, three lifts. Okay. Uh, squats, in my opinion, squats is the most um, extreme exercise out of the, the powerlifting. Mm -hmm. Because you're getting under the weight, you know, like with, with you do like um, yeah, deadlift for example. So people always like you know your back. Well, people don't know what they're talking about, of course. But uh, if you don't lift it, you didn't lift it. You know, whatever. If you if your if your form is right, nothing's gonna happen to you. But squats, you're getting under that weight. Yeah, I heard my back once doing squats the wrong way. Yeah. If you're getting under the weight, you know, that's extreme because if there's a lot of weight, and then you're already under it, so you're taking a chance no matter what. Mm -hmm. And also, I think uh, because the whole body is is kind of um, involved in that exercise. There's certain exercise where you isolate one group. This is something where everything moves. Deadlift, uh, deadlift, the whole body is involved too. Uh, 
the squats is I always find them much more grueling personally than deadlift. Uh, you have to learn to love it, you know. Also, I've noticed like uh, the time since I've started squatting, my endurance has increased, which I did didn't think was like made sense at first. But then I I, I thought about it, and that was the thing that I, that I changed up in that time frame. But that that was uh, pretty uh, surprising to me that like when fighting, when when you when you have a, a certain stress on like a physical stress, there's more endurance because of some of the powerlifting stuff I do now. For sure, for sure. Also, you know, endurance and explosive power too. Mm -hmm. You become much more explosive. So your ability to bridge someone, you know, to shrimp, uh, to snap someone down, all the stuff. Uh, powerlifting is great for that. It's just sort of the, f the first thing I think of when I think of uh, let's build endurance is like powerlifting. So that was really surprising to me. You didn't tell me before, and then it just changed up. Yeah. I think that's a it's a great way. Like every day we've been here, uh, especially in the mornings, there's like two or three people coming in. There's there's uh, there's a lot of like they frequent this gym a lot, especially for training outside of the sparring classes and the. But you also have sparring classes. I think every day for the advanced. Spar every day. Uh, the beginners yeah, too. The beginners too. Yeah, we spar every day. And also, we didn't just spar like boxing. We we changed it up. I think we talked about that on one of the podcasts. Yeah. Now yeah. you see, I wasn't lying. And you were. Yeah. Also, I was really surprised. Like yesterday, we did this drill where you just like you did clinch fighting and knees to the body. So that was something I've never seen someone do. Like especially just that part of. I think in Thai boxing, I do it all the time. Ah, okay, that could be the but, case. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Thai boxing do it all the time, but people forget how important the clinch is. Um, we don't do it a Thai boxing style because uh, we're not Thai boxers. We do it. You clinch fight. You can go for a takedown, but no ground, no groundwork, and um, and you can throw knees. It's really tiring. You know, we do two minute rounds, and we did it for. Sometimes we could do it up to half an hour, for example. Mm, yeah. Very tiring. Yeah, especially on the level those guys are at, yeah. like especially with the. So now, as you can see, with the heat, there's a heat wave going on, and yeah. everyone's slippery and sweaty. Yeah, that, <laughs> but also there was kind of an advantage in ground fighting because they couldn't get armbars on me because I just slipped out. Yeah, it, it becomes like a water park. But also, I think it improves your fighting because if you're if you're used to someone slipping away, you you grab them properly. Also, you know, like uh, towards the end of the fight, you gotta look for other kind of submissions, like more like you're looking for chokes, mm -hmm. less uh, uh, less less for moves that uh, require a, a more grip because you slip. It's just very slippery. Mm -hmm. Rabbi, let's go. <laughs> Every time the rabbi is not lifting, he's moving to the other side of the gym. Do you think it's like his he's recharging uh, place? You'll talk. You'll see. He's a thinker. He's a thinker. He's a thinker. He's a very, uh, one of my favorite people in the world right now is about to squat. Let's go for three. Let's go for three because this is easy for you. No, we're gonna stop. Stop here. We'll do a drop set though. But beautiful. It feels light, right? Nice and low. Push. Easy. One more, one more, one more. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, it didn't. Why did it for sure, Rabbi? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Then get it. Okay. Now we're going to uh, drop. We'll do one drop set. And then um, we're going to do pull-ups as well, okay? Drop sets are less weight than the one he did before? Yeah. Or what's the idea? Yeah. Why do you do those? It's uh, like... Uh, It's good for you. <laughs> it's good for your health. Just trust me on that one. Eat apples and do drop sets. <laughs> yeah. We do what we do is we work a main exercise and then we do things that will help it, like systems. Mm -hmm. And one of them is drop sets. Mm -hmm. 
I also noticed that is not on on point with the with the whole uh, training, but a whole different topic. I've noticed you have a wall in your office, and there's loads of different uh, like patches and and medals. What what is that wall for? Uh, it's just memories. My my memories is uh, different units around the world that I I work with and I help them. And they just they they give you stuff for oh they give you a little coin or something just like a like a little remembrance like a little yeah there's, there's much more than, than what you saw that's just like not even half <laughs> you have a storage unit full with coins and uh, and license plates and flags and whatever uh like a like a couple boxes yeah <laughs> also you do the thing that um uh, I've noticed um. I think John, Joe Rogan said that once that he wears shirts from other associations to promote them. You do the same thing. I've seen you wear so many different shirts from different um, like uh, gyms, from different people you like. Yeah, from my friends, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, friends of mine, of course, yeah. All the time. And most of the gym, um, the ICCS gyms, or some of them, also have like there's stickers or patches yeah, from those. They have their own, yeah. They have their own uh, you know, name of their school and their own logos. I always promote them. Yeah, they're all yeah. my family. Sure. Usually they have their own branding, and then there's ICCS yeah, below it. Or ICCS cool, but they have their own branding. I know they also have other programs there. Uh, a lot of them have uh, jiu-jitsu or boxing, kickboxing, and so forth. It makes the gym uh, seem more vintage too, because if you look around, there's also like promotional material for those courses at those ICCS gyms. There's some for Nice, for Italy. Those are some time ago, right? Yeah, I, I um, I had an idea of putting like flyers for every seminar I go to. Uh, but then I, ju I just stopped in, uh, I think it was in uh, 2017. <laughs> no, 2021 was the last year, June 2021 in Arizona. There you go. We can build some. We just we just need to print them out. Now most of them are on Instagram, I think. It's, it's the old school. You see that? that that's from Amsterdam. That's um, old school boxing. You see? It's, it's like a, an instructor or a manual kind it's of, manual, right? manual, yeah. It's a manual, yeah. And also, I think it's funny. They, they I think that the old school boxing is... Uh, far more aggressive and f for a street fight much better than boxing we have today so I, re I really like it what what, what makes it different from was the, um, today they're really good but they're dancers you know and which is great but then it was like you gotta you, you're training your punches to take someone's head off there was much less movement so you, you wanna you wanna take his head off with the punch It's more of a brawl and less of a... But they had, in my opinion, much more powerful punches than today. They're really heavy hitters because that was a whole goal. Also, I, th I found it interesting that they dis they differentiate between two different styles. They say English and French. French is savate. And the French one is also, yeah, they, they have kicks too. But, but I never heard that. In Europe, no, in Europe, that sounded this way. You don't, you'll never hear someone in America say that. People don't know. Boxing is boxing. But in France, especially in France, I would say in France, they say French boxing or English boxing. And when they mean is English boxing, is Western boxing, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, uh, and then French boxing, they mean savate, you know, they kick. They kick. With all the fences I've seen, seen there, they, 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 uh, they drop their hands pretty low. The savate? No, no, in the, uh, on that image. Yes. They, they, like the old they school fighting. Drop, they, they don't drop their hands pretty low. That's their fence position. The, the, there's different positions for boxing old school. Uh, the idea is to be able to move your body weight to punch. Hmm. Like they would kind of jolt to give a, you know, a good punch, you know? Let's go, Rabbi! I also think um, because there's some of the... Five! There's some of the uh, quotes on the wall that Andrea had in his gym too. Really? Yeah. 
But the uh, the important part or the interesting part is they're in English. Most of the uh, quotes in Andreas' gym, I think all of them were in Italian. Yes, I didn't know that uh, Mike Tyson spoke Italian. He spoke Italian. That's uh, that was curious. Go, Rabbi, five times. Up. One. Nice and low. Two. Nice and low. Three. Uh, the fifth, I want you to stay down and then come up, okay? This is four. Now stay down. Stay down, stay down, stay down. Up. Eat it. Beautiful. Oh, it's so strong, Rabbi. One day, one I think um, your up call is what purring does for relaxation. Uh, relaxation that does for relaxation. That's the word. Um, the the up thing does for heavy lifting. Like uh, I, I don't know. Do you think you could lift half of that if if the uh, coach wasn't standing next there uh, to you and uh, screaming up? No. no. See, that's your superpower. You can make uh, people lift heavy things. Uh, maybe I just love to. I love to train. I love to teach. Uh, And I love that man that we're lifting weights with, so it's all, it's all good, you know. You should um, the window in your in your office kind of uh, looks upon the the training space. Yeah. We should we should um, build like a, a thing that you can look outside of and you can watch the people train while you're in the in the office. I have a window. Yeah, you have a window. It's dirty. I need to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big improvement, I think. Also, uh, Rachel, for instance, when she came, like, I think yesterday, she, she told me, um, I was walking through the gym and I looked at my feet and I was like, why are they so clean? So I got Germans. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I clean, for those of you know, you're listening, we clean the mats every single day. The, the mats are super clean. We have, like, a thing that cleans the mats, one of those robots. Yeah. And then I spray it. Robot has a name, too, yeah. Not important. It's a very, it's a very, uh, it's a very. Uh, it's a personal name. It's, it's a personalized robot. Yeah, and then we get, uh, we spray the mats, you know, and so the mats are clean. Yesterday, I've seen a, a video of a like one of those Roombas, like the automatic vacuum bots. Uh, every time it runs into a wall, because that's how they orient themselves, it just curses very loudly and it screams. I think we should do that to this uh, <laughs> vacuum too. If you know how to do it, I'm all for it. I will learn how to do it just to do it to that robot. <laughs> no, and um, also I think... One set, Rabbi, first set. Hey, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, I've seen or I've noticed that um, there's like carpets on the roof and the, uh, like there's a little, I don't know what you call it, but like a little area. Yeah. And um, then I've also noticed there's a hole in there. Right. And... I heard a story about how that hole came to be. You mean Ziv's head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you tell that story? You can actually see the hole from Ziv's head. But uh, he jumped and he made a hole in the ceiling with his hand. That, that's the story. <laughs> that's the story. Why did he jump though? Uh, that I don't know. I don't remember or I never knew. And we never understand. Also, the, the upstairs part, the way the offices are, they, they there's a special rule in Jerusalem. You, you explained it to me, but I kind of forgot, but oh, it's yeah, important so to have it. It's, um, it's uh, it, We made another floor, but if, if you make it, uh, depending on how high it is, it's considered another floor, so you have to pay more on property tax. Mm -hmm. But if it's not that high, so it's not considered another floor, then you don't have to pay more. Which is very nice because I'm like... 
almost two meters tall and every single fucking time i hit my head on the same lap i think i did a I put a crack in it if you want me to replace it let me know <laughs> so that's a great way to remember you see i also left my imprint on the gym <laughs> as eve did <laughs> also there's holes in that wall what happened there uh, that's from um uh dropping weights that's from dropping weights and that's also because of the weights that y you guys lift here um when I'm upstairs and you you drop something here, the whole place kind yeah, of shakes. Uh, the neighbors always complain about it. The restaurant downstairs, they say that the the tables shake. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we're we're, we're training. So it's part of it. Part of it. it's part of the experience. A lot of gyms, uh, like they say, don't drop the weights. Uh, don't use chalk. Or here, I say, drop the weights. Make a mess. Get strong. It's all good. You know. Make hype up noises. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There was a guy here. Uh, yeah, yes, rabbis. Places don't let you make a mess with chalk. The rabbi just asked if it's okay to use chalk. Uh, they don't really lift. That's how they lift without chalk. But um, second set, rabbi. Let's go. No, I so, think. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think that um, the only the only issue with chalk is the whole like. Every time someone uses it, uses it, the whole place gets like the the it, it it's just very white afterwards. It's fine by me. Uh, it has the it's ha it has the you, you see yeah. people working. Yeah, but some people like in CrossFit they overdo it. They want to be like oh. all, all over the place. Yes, and we don't do that. But but um, you put as much as you need. You know, I've seen CrossFit people do pull-ups, or what they call pull-ups. How did that happen? The thing with the swing, like yeah, they swing and they don't really put themselves. Uh, I don't know. Is that all of? Is that all over CrossFit or is it just like? A I, I don't people? have enough experience with CrossFit to say. To, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say anything about that. But that that's not how I do pull-ups. I do strict pull-ups. You know, you pull something up. Oh. But if it works for them, it works for them. A lot of swinging. Yeah. A swing and a miss. Also the. Um, what I've noticed is the different ICCS logos on the walls. Were those like different periods or yeah, are they for different purposes? You see on the wall, that's the first logo we ever used when we first started. Uh, we don't really use that one that much today. Some, sometimes we do, some people still do. But uh, the logo that you know you see on the, on the website, that's the official logo today. But also depending on the schools you're at, they kind of switch it up too, right? Because I've seen in the promotional material, it's not the same logo the whole time. Sometimes they play around with it if they want to, like, like put their like country in there somewhere or something. Yeah. You also play around with them if you if you look at all the certificates. <laughs> For some reason, they look different every single time. Because I'm an artist. You're a very creative first. Yes. <laughs> Third step, Rabbi. Let's go. I think every single one that I have that looks different, except for those uh, who Andrea, uh, the ones Andrea uses, because they, I think he just once did like a, a preprint and he uses those again, so they have a little consistency in them. Um, no, I don't think uh, that's the reason. I mean, I, I've, uh, I designed them twice, so I don't know. <laughs> he redid the the old design. Yeah. <laughs> I still know we're on to to pull ups. Yes, we do uh, with the, with the rabbi. Uh, we do pull-ups every day almost, except for that deadlift day. Mm -hmm. The deadlift day, what? Shoulder day we do. Deadlift day we don't. What? Clean and jerk day. Okay, so also a clean and jerk day we don't. That's true, rabbi. Yeah. So why do you have the carpets on the on the roof? Uh why do we have carpets on the roof? 
So if someone gets knocked out and then he looks up, he sees something nice. The starry night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like you think like you're like doing meditation. Uh, it's like it's carpets from India or something. Ah, uh, so it's like back in the day when they when they used to like in the uh, in the dentist's office where they uh, when you when you look at the at the at the ceiling and they have like something there for especially for kids so they can look at something or the TV screens. It's just for when you wake up and you're like, am I in yeah. heaven? No, you're in MMA Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a nice way to wake up. It's the nicer way. Yeah, that's why. You can also. Uh, I don't think it, it ever it worked because you could get knocked out all over the gym. Or you just have to drag the people there. It's not that. that right, way. right. But it was a, it was a cute idea. <laughs> was that actually the idea behind them? Uh, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Place. This is Annika. This is the first time you're on the podcast too, right? Hello. Say hi. Hi, I'm Annika. I'm Jan's sister. Uh, I also fight. <laughs> um, wasn't it from the metal factory that they ripped out the... Yeah, the whole... No, they ripped out... This place was, um, was a metal factory before I was here. And they had a big heavy machine right at that end over there. And it was so tall, you had to rip out the floor, the, the ceiling to get it out. But that's not why we have those. That's why I made this... New, see, I built this myself. Ah, okay. ah, so you're kind of a metal factory yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I put I put the the ceiling in. Also, you put the shower yourself, right? Uh, pretty much most of it. Most of it, yeah. How could you pretty much build a shower? I needed help with the one one thing with the electric, but that doesn't work. So you built the shower? Yeah. Because we we showered cold. Yeah. Like, there was no heat. Which is not that bad in Jerusalem. How warm do you think it, it is on in, in, in average in, in Jerusalem in the, in the summer? Uh, in the summer, like 30-something. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So why would you need warm water? Exactly. They never need it. You know, they say it's very healthy to, to shower in cold water. It's very good for the... For inflammation and stuff. Yeah. That's what they say for recuperation. We can, we can build an ice bath here. We could. Put it right in there. Does it get... Does it get colder in, in the winter here? Yes, uh, Jerusalem will get cold in the winter. A lot? I, I'm not sure because it's cold. Pretty pretty cold, yeah, respectfully cold, yeah. I thought because of, like, we're so close to Egypt and I, I didn't expect Egypt to get cold in the winter. Like, I, I thought... Well, the desert gets very cold at night in the winter. Yes, also, also in the summer. Yes, the temperatures change a lot. But in the winter, it's, it's very dangerous, actually. Because people think they're in the desert. Was that the fourth? One more, then. Uh, um, people think it's safe, but it's not. What I'm trying to say, it's very cold. So at day, it's like four degrees, and at night, it freezes? Yes. Uh, in the winter, because of the wind, it could go to below zero. That's crazy. Okay, so have you ever been in the in the desert in, in the winter? I have been, yeah, many times, yeah. For army training, I remember uh, uh, when I was in basic training, I think it was basic training, uh, we would do a desert uh, training, a training in the desert, and... Uh, um. One guy got hypothermia, and also our canteens, you know, the water, at night they froze. That's crazy. You would never think about that in, 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 a, in a desert. You're walking all day, and you're sweating, mm -hmm. and then you stop, and it's freezing. It's, it's, that's how, that, it's very dangerous. So desert training is about orientation in the desert, about survival in the desert? What are you trained in? Well, first and foremost is that because in Israel, most of the training grounds are desert. Yeah. 
That's so, kind of yeah. defeats the purpose of desert. Everything is desert training here. <laughs> Not everything. We went through. Uh, I personally also did a um, training in the snow up north, and then a couple other other styles. But most of it is is desert because that's where the training grounds are. Also, we've seen a very nice base or the base very close to the water. I think that's a good base to be at. The one uh, at the yeah the beach. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a. Yeah, you've seen that. Where was that, by the way? Some people ask which beach we went to. I'm not even sure which one it was. It was a beach. <laughs> it was a beach. <laughs> yeah, the city's called Rishon. Rishon, okay. Yeah. Because most of the places, like, Sharia has a plan. He informs us the day off, and he says, we go in the car now. Get in. And then we drive someplace. It's always very nice, but we never really know where we're going. <laughs> so this is like a... The, the holiday version of boot camp, just like get in, <laughs> you make it. But we never miss training. We never, we never once miss training. No. We went to you. What you guys saw? The old city. The old city, yeah. Uh, we saw the Dead Sea, an oasis. The oasis was pretty wild, yeah. We drove by Masada. Masada. And we also. Uh, Masada has a very interesting story to it. Can you can you can you talk about it? I'm not like a historian, but uh, from what I know, I can tell you what I know. So uh, there was. Uh, the rebellion against the Romans, and uh, a couple, there was people who fled from uh, Jerusalem, I believe, to Masada, which is, as you, you know, is um, on the way to the Dead Sea. So it's in the Judean desert, and the the Romans, Masada was uh, built for um, a vacation resort, I believe, and the Romans used it for... Uh, an armory, and they didn't have a lot of guards arm, uh, guarding it, so then they took uh, they took it over, and the fight there lasted three years. Three years on the top, there was, I think, uh, not more than 200 people on top, including women and kids, mm -hmm. and they held off the 10th Roman legion, it's like 10,000 people for three years. Mm -hmm. They had to build a ramp, because you saw the snake path? Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many people you are, because only two people could fit on that path. Yeah, it's a genius build because yeah. it's weird because you drive in, in the middle of the desert. For one, there's this really big lake, which is because it's called the Dead Sea. It, it's you can't really see the horizon on it. Like you can, it, it it's so big, yeah. you could think that's the, that's the ocean. But also, when you drive past it, at some point there's this little like thing on a mountain, and then you notice oh, there's a path towards it, and that's in the middle of the desert. There's just a, a castle. Yeah, but they had a, I mean they had a they had a gardeners up there. They were growing. They were growing vegetables. They say that they had enough food to last them another three years on top. Also, at night, they would go down and, and rob from the Romans. But, uh, <laughs> it's the guerrilla-style warfare. Also, there were a lot of date trees in, in the desert. Dates. Yes, we, we, we have a lot of dates in Israel. I was confused because I, I didn't know what, what kind of vegetation there was in, in that heat, but they, they seem great. They have dates. They have other, other stuff. Uh, there's a lot of... Um, Innovation in the field of uh, of uh, farming in Israel. Hmm. I don't want to think about it, but I know that <laughs> there is such a thing as good work out, Rabbi. Good work out. I think it's it's interesting that uh, especially with the food, you notice there's a lot more heat here. Like if you if you uh, eat food from here and uh, compared to most of nor northern Europe, it just tastes very different because it gets a lot of sun here. It tastes better, I think. Yes, of course it does, but that's what the. But also, um, you said that there's um, the King's Valley or something. You said. And um, there's like you said that they 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 learned how to farm these very unhabitable places in 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 Israel. 
I think you called it the King's Pavilion. Maybe, maybe I maybe I misremembered the name. I don't, I don't think I said the name. But I think um, maybe King's I, Valley, Hula Valley, the Jordan Valley. Maybe it's the Jordan Valley. It's the Jordan right. Valley. Oh, oh, maybe I. Okay, yeah. maybe. Oh, King's Valley was the. Oh, that was for for that was Egypt. Never mind. <laughs> no, but uh, I think it's very interesting how the Israelis convert a lot of. Like very unhospitable places. Most of that area was swamps uh, when the British were here, mm -hmm. right? The Israelis are the ones who turned all that desert and swamps into amazing agriculture, and I think they also give that knowledge today to countries around the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very interesting how uh, all of these places here. You don't really. It's just about getting enough. It's not just about getting enough water there, but the the food is amazing because it's very um, it's very hot here. It's very um, I think it's very nice for those for those kinds of things, and especially dates. You couldn't really grow them in in, in Europe, I think. So that's that's really nice. You have you have different stuff here. Uh, also, the um, we tasted. I'm not sure what those are called, but they they seemed like very sandy cakes, but they're really tasty. The sweet ones. Halva. I'm not sure, but the ones we have upstairs. The yeah. and you like bamba? Yeah, we like bamba. We taste a lot of stuff. We don't really know what it is, but it's all very tasty. <laughs> These cakes are made out of um, sesame and tahini. Ah, not cakes, dude. It's halva. Yeah. So but halva is. We have to classify it. Is it? A, is it? A, is it a cake? Is it a cookie? It's something. It's is the bird? Is it the plane? It's halva. It's a new, new breed. <laughs> it's a different breed. No, but um, all the places we met here, like there's there's proper hummus places here. Which there's a lot of a lot of hummus here. Like I've I've noted, like in in Europe, there's places where you can also get hummus, but there's like hummus bars. But there's yeah. hummus bars here, yeah. Yeah. and I think we have to we have to open up one in Germany. I've been telling you that for years. That's a that's great, that's a great business uh, thing, model. We we just have to have someone who can, who can make great hummus. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. Like if some if some of your listeners know how to do great hummus, hit us up. <laughs> we have to we have to open up a hummus place in Germany. I think that will be uh, that could be a thing. Oh, I noticed. Ooh, time flew by. We already over. We 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 uh, sh shot over the target time like ten minutes. <laughs> That's okay. Right? I think. Yeah, well, but there, it was interesting. Yeah. And also, there was a lot of grunting by the rabbi. So I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like dead air that we have to compensate for. Shahir, do you want to add something? No, thank you guys for coming uh, to my gym. It was a lovely having you here. Uh, anybody listening, if you ever want to visit, uh, you're always welcome. The gym is literally open 24/7, so 24/7 pretty much, for those who want to train. So, thank you for having us. We're a great host, and next time I don't even know when the where the next podcast is gonna be, but it'll be fun. We'll improvise. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.